Star Wars, The Last Jedi, hyperdrive into theaters this weekend, racking up $220 million stateside, $450 million worldwide. Wow. But did you love it? Did you hate it? It is splitting the fan base. What's going on? We talk about it tonight on The Con Guy Show. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's The Con Guy, Comic-Con Prep Show. Now, this ain't nerdy at all. <laughs> We're all in our 30s. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Welcome to the Con Guy Comic Con Prep Show. I am Jim. I am your, your host, your co host here on the Con Guy Comic Con Prep Show. You can find us on theconguy.com. That is where we cover all the news of the Comic Con convention circuit, fan news, and all cool stuff like Star Wars. The Last Jedi, which we will be talking about in depth tonight. Spoiler warning right up front. Anyways. Um, oh, good. I was, that was my first question. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. But okay. we, have a, we have assembled the best group ever to talk about it tonight. A group of writers, um, professors, musicians, martial artists to talk about it tonight. And let's, guys, please introduce yourselves. I'm a martial art. No, I'm Jake. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JT Hummus. And I'm a big movie buff and a big Star Wars fan. Ah, my name is Vito Gutilla. I'm a fiddle player, karate instructor, and just ultimate Star Wars nerd. I just grew up reading all the books and everything, and I'm just super excited. <laughs> I'm Tom Parham, and I'm a college professor and a screenwriter. You can find me at Tom Dave LA. And I've been with Star Wars since I was 14 when the classic trilogy was released. <laughs> oh, wow. You were 14. So yes. I was... Six or seven. I was one of the original blurred baby. <laughs> back when you actually, it's back when you actually had to stand in line to see the movie. Oh yeah, oh, I remember that. Those were good days. Oh, by the way, kudos on the cosplay over here too, Tom. By oh, the way. Wait, wait, really wait. nice. Yes, yeah. because everybody, including my older sister, thinks I look like Finn, or rather, he looks like me. Had to represent. Nice. You could be his younger, sexier brother. <laughs> Do you think you look like Finn? Uh, I don't know. How many people? How many, when, the first, when, the, when the Force Awakens trailer came out, how many people thought that you were in the movie? It was scary. I got, <laughs> I got seriously got a text mail out of the blue text or a text message out of the blue from a grad school classmate. Uh, you aren't by any chance in the new Star. I think I would remember being in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> oh, that is so great. Anyways, so hey Tom, so great to have you with us, uh, Tom. Um, it's always good to have him on the show because not only does he know Star Wars probably inside and out better than anyone I know. That Tom, you make. The the, the you're like a what do you the, the preachers that used to go from place to place you're an itinerant congor as well <laughs> no, no, I, I, no it's kind of cool like you you actually attend more cons than I do and you have the the great pleasure of uh, facilitating a lot of the cool cool events at the cons and like Star Wars has been a mainstay since 77 when it first came out oh, it was one, yeah yeah so it, it's a big presence in the cons. I met Mark Hamill at my very first San Diego Comic-Con. Get Notice how it. I said San Diego Comic-Con, not Comic-Con International. We're going to talk about that in a second. <laughs> Which but, year? Uh, <laughs> Which year? Uh, it was in 1986 when I was on active duty in the Navy. I was in training schools in San Diego. And as soon as I got out of school, I would rush over to the Civic Center downtown. But one day, Mark Hamill was trying to play cool wearing a ball cap. And he needed to borrow a pin. So I said, I will loan you a pin under one condition. You let me take a picture of you. I had an instant camera and you sign it. So I have an instant, you know, a Kodak instant version before they got sued by Polaroid signed by Mark Hamill. Wow. Like, I didn't think of having somebody take a picture of the two of us. Stupid, stupid, <laughs> stupid. Framed in a drawer? It's actually the photo album. Nice. So, but yeah, that was, that was back when Comic-Con was awesome instead of... What it is now. We're going to talk about that in just a, a second. There, there's a little bit of Comic-Con news this week. Don't use the hyphen or you'll get sued. I, or I can license it. <laughs> I can license it for a fee. Um, so, Vito, thank you for coming back. Vito, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the, uh, there's a certain group of which I am a big fan of, of which you are a member of. Oh, there's, there's actually two, two of them. Two groups, yeah. Uh, there's Whiskey Sunday and the Plowboys, two <laughs> Irish bands here in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you met us first through the Whiskey Sunday. You're part of Whiskey Sunday? Yes. That I might be how Maybe that's how you I feel. No, no, no. I, have, I haven't been yet, but I hear all about it through the boys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we play at the Tam O'Shanter in uh, Los Feliz every single week and uh, all kinds of other places around town. And that's how we got hooked up with that. Now I have an excuse yeah. to bring my wife there to you go. come see Alpha. Oh, you've got there you, you go. You've you got to come see Whiskey Sunday. I, and here, here's what's so funny is Patrick, who is the leader of the band, Has he? do you think he's ever seen the movie Star Wars? I, I'm sure he probably has. I he's don't heard think of he's it. a big fan or anything, but... <laughs> 
I mean, he he's probably heard of it at least. It was so funny because over Thanksgiving we were having discussions about. And Vito's wife was supposed to be with us tonight, and I'm really sad she was yeah, unable too. to make it. She she's a working actress, and so she actually has things she has to do. But um, she we were sitting there having this big conversation about. The, the prequels, the, the you know the sequels, and everything in between. And she was just blowing my mind. It's like, oh my gosh, you've got to come on the show and well, talk about. Well, and this. she's just such a. I mean, apart from just her knowledge of Star Wars, she's also just so like uh, um, uh, she talks so well about stories and writing and just uh, storytelling, and has very deep insights into that whole thing. No matter what it is, whether Star Wars totally or anything else, hit it off with my wife. I'm sure she would. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my wife writes uh, fantasy novels. Oh my, I want to write fantasy novels. We we, we should talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Awesome. <laughs> I just gotta say, Cinema Crow has logged on to say, I have a theory that Chewie ate that porg. <laughs> <laughs> I hear they taste like chicken. <laughs> but, but way um, cuter. But, no, but also, that this is, uh, I very quickly learned that Vito was a fan of all things Star Wars. Like, But you... You knew everything about Star Wars. You, you were expanded universe Star Wars. Yeah, I, uh, expanded universe was almost more Star Wars to me growing up than the movies were because I just read all the books like that take place after the movies and all that kind of stuff, and I just lived in that universe in my imagination so much. And uh, and I'd still love the original movies, of course, but um, I, I definitely had a hard time when they got rid of that canon and, and like started doing new stuff. And, I, and I'm sure we'll talk about you know, some of the problems have, I have with they it later. Have blessed a few of the things. They have. Thrawn. They have. But they put them in a dumb kids show. And it's, uh, I would not call Rebels a dumb kid show. I've not seen it, <laughs> season, honestly. So. You've not seen Rebels? Season no. one it's was, not a dumb kid show. Season one was kind of a dumb kid show. And okay. then like halfway through, they're like, oh, we don't have to do this. Well, I'm currently working my way through the Clone Wars, and then I'm going to get to Rebels. So I, I figured I, Rebel, need, I need to at least see it. So Re- I'm working Rebels, my way through Rebels is definitely worth it. Okay, cool. The Clone Wars went darker, I heard. Clone Wars is getting better. I'm on like season four now. Did it towards the end? And it's getting a little bit better. I like the original Clone Wars, the Gindi Tartakovsky before mm-hmm. they started. I've heard the great CGI. things about that. Oh, yeah. that's great. I've heard oh, good things. That's great. Real Bef- quick, uh, I just want to give you guys a reminder to remind me to say something about uh, the the Rebels, uh, Star Wars Rebels, with the uh, DJ from the casino scene. Just, just gonna. All right. Oh, really? Okay. By the way, that is the voice of God. Otherwise, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony, we will remind you. We're gonna talk about that just shortly. Yes. <laughs> Are you referencing Space Monte Cristo from Last Jedi? Is that what you're talking about? No, Monte Carlo. Carlo. Monte Carlo. Monte Cristo is a sandwich, dude. <laughs> I'm right. hungry. Did you have also, forget. account. <laughs> All right. And also, right next to me, we have Jake. Hi. Jake, Jake is a fellow screenwriter. Jake <laughs> works at one of the studios here in town, and Jake also is one of the experts in uh, Star Wars, as I see it. He yes. Um, so, uh, a lot of expanded novels. So I used to read Thrawn, Mara Jade, love all that. And oh, for me, Jade. honestly, if I'm being completely honest, for me, Star Wars will always be action figures. Yeah. And mm. the stories that you could create yourself with the action figures. I rescued my vintage action figures from my mom's attic uh, several years ago. I brought them back in my carry-on <laughs> luggage. I'm not checking those babies. No. <laughs> you, know, you know that luggage would disappear and somebody sell it on eBay. Uh, <laughs> my five-year-old niece, Maggie, finally got to see the movies for the first time after her cousins were talking all about it and she instantly fell in love with it. So for her birthday, she got a Darth Vader case from the yes! 90s. Got it. With the 90s action figures that I still had. Oh, the 90s action figures. I kept the 70s and 80s <laughs> ones because I'm selfish, but I sent the 90s Power of the Force ones to uh, wow. armies of Nicely 20 stormtroopers. Yes, yeah, but yeah. It's a happy birthday, Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So... I'm going to jump right on to the bulletin board. Since this is the Con Guy Comic Con Prep Show, I'm going to tell you about some conventions that are happening coming up here soon. Um, Heroes and Villains Fest, January 13th through 14th in Portland, Oregon. Um, that's coming up real soon. And hearts and prayers go out to the Portland, Washington community. They've had a terrible, terrible train wreck uh, mm. today, and we are just hoping Awful. everything works out. That's just a terrible thing to happen. Um, Albuquerque Comic Con, January 12th through 14th, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Paradise City Comic Con, January 12th through 14th in Miami, Florida. Ace Comic Con, January 13th through 15th, Glendale, Arizona. Long Beach Comic Expo, February 17th through 18th here in Long Beach, California. I've been getting daily updates for Seriously. Hey, are you getting the 12 days? Oh, of, yeah. Oh 12 my days of Long Beach. <laughs> I mean, oh, let's, let's just drill it in. And then, we're going to stop right there, but just to tell you, uh, since we're talking about Star Wars, the Star Wars Celebration, which is usually around April, it's usually like in the per- first part of the year, isn't it? A- April, May. April, May. There is none this next year. They're skipping 2018 and going well, straight no, to 2019. It's every other year. Except for the past three years, they've had it. Every, well, they had they plugged one in the middle. They've had it for three years straight now. I thought it was every other year. It used to be, 
But they had one. This they had one. Twenty seventeen, twenty sixteen, and twenty fifteen. You're the Disney guy, you know. So whatever. Well, yeah, I love Disney, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes sense to have them every year once, like Literally. the Force Awakens started coming out and everything. I, I like, think they don't have anything to promote next year. I mean, that's kind of silly. When does Young Han Solo come out? It comes May twenty fifth. It is next year, right? So they they, could they promote, alternate, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's Young like Han Solo chapter anthology saga anthology yeah, yeah. saga anthology. I'm really looking forward to the Han Solo movie. I think that that's probably going to be one for the which version? Ah, yeah, I said it. Okay, let's talk Lord about Lord Miller. Real quick, before we do jump into uh, the Last Jedi, though, we have a couple of things to talk about. Some big news has happened recently. First of all. Um, Speaking of Star Wars, Star Wars, which the, the distribution rights, the original New Hope Star Wars, the distribution rights for all these years have, has been owned by 20th Century Fox, the film studio. One of my favorite film studios, uh, Fox Searchlight, one of my favorite all-time films, Sideways, is owned there by the I studio. I, I do too. But big news came out this week that the Walt Disney Company actually has entered an agreement to purchase Twenty Century Fox. Now it's got more into it. So, like, so what the Simpsons called this, by the way. Twenty years ago, they called this. Simpsons called this Twenty Century Fox, a division of the Walt Disney Company. Now Disney owns the Simpsons. Is that crazy? Okay, if we can stop singing for a second. <laughs> what do you guys how do you guys feel about this? I mean, what what are the, the upsides to something like this? The upsides it's, are obviously the X-Men joining the MCU. Right. The upside. The upside might Fantastic be Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four joining Star the Wars? MCU, yes. Star Wars? Back in the MCU. I mean, back in, <laughs> back in Lucasfilm. <laughs> That's and so many things. Can we get the Fox fanfare oh back in front of Lucasfilm movies, Someone, Or in, in front of Star Wars, at least? Someone requested that in an online article. Yeah, they said you yeah, should put those back. That was the thing I was again. most excited about yeah. at first. I know. Forget Avengers vs. X-Men. <laughs> I want the freaking Fox fanfare. It's just the Lucasfilm shimmer doesn't cut it for me. <laughs> we can have... Uh, they get Avatar back, too. Oh, my they God. Have, that's what's crazy. Like, they have Star Wars now and also the highest grossing film of all time, mm-hmm. Avatar, and part of Titanic, the other highest oh, that's right. grossing they do film of part all of time, right? Well, the, the domestic half of Titanic. <laughs> the domestic Not half. the international the, the part. Less, the less successful half of Titanic. <laughs> I, was at Param- I was at Paramount when they made that really bad deal oh, yeah? for Fox. It's like, look at you, uh, international distribution. <laughs> 600 million domestic, 1.2 billion international. Bazinga! <laughs> but just to put this into a little bit of perspective, this past weekend, Fox and Disney, the films from Fox and Disney together, had 90% of the marketplace. What did Fox have out that was... That Ferdinand movie. That Ferdinand the Bull. I took, I took my wife and stepson to see mm-hmm. it. It was cute. Yep. It was cute. So it brought in like, what, $15 million? Something like that. And then Coco brought in another, like, like $9 Coco's million. so awesome. Oh, Coco's Isn't a great it? movie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, dude. I haven't seen it. Yeah. My mom passed this summer, so by the end of the movie, I'm like, oh! Uh, I look over my wife, and she's like, <laughs> Anthony, you love Coco, too, didn't you? Oh my God! One of my favorite oh. films of the uh, of this year. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's a beautiful it's I'll a beautiful it looking film though. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's wow. Like, you can see uh, some inspirations from uh, uh, Studio Jubilee's uh, Jubilee's uh, Spirited Away. Mm. Yeah. You can see some inspiration from there. Interesting. Ooh. I hadn't thought of that, but I can see that now that you mentioned it. But so, okay, so all these things are together in one universe now. What are are there any downsides to this? Well, the people who are getting laid off, that's going to be a downside. Five to 10,000 people getting laid off. Less studios, Okay, I was looking looking towards the sunset this evening, and for those that don't know, in L.A., like, Fox is, like, right in the middle of the city, and standing over the studio is uh, the tower, the Fox Plaza Tower. Nakatomi Tower! Which is Nakatomi Tower from Die Hard, and I could see, in my mind's eye, the mouse ears forming around the tower. (laughs) (laughs) And I wept. I openly wept. Yippee Kaye! I mean, for those who are just, you know, we, we love the lore of, of Hollywood. You know, there's the six big studios right now. It used to be eight, from what I understand, and now it's down mm-hmm. to six, and now we're down to five. Dude, it, it's funny. My students, I was talking with, the, with my students about this, and they asked me, Dr. B. Alfar, do you think this is going to go? And I would not be surprised if we get back to three major networks that are vertically integrated with studios and Sony. And Sony. And Sony. No, because Sony's always been the outlier because they make the equipment we watch these right, things right. on that project these things mm-hmm. in theaters. So but that's so that would be my best case slash worst case scenario 
three major studios slash networks plus Sony. I'm curious, too, if this goes through with this acquisition, they got Hulu, if I'm not mistaken. Well, they have 60% of Hulu. 60%. So I was curious if they were still going to go through with their Disney streaming service that was going to continue. I would just take over Hulu. I was going to say, well, maybe that integrated. Because they have so much Disney content on there anyway. You could call it Hulu Double Plus or whatever. I mean, they used to have, wasn't it Hulu Plus or whatever? They still still have Hulu Plus. No, they got rid of it. Oh, they did? It's just Hulu. It's just Hulu. No one knows I don't have to log in anymore. There's no free version (laughs) of Hulu. Oh, there's no free version of Hulu. No, that. Yeah, that, Hulu's that, just a pay version now, right? Pay, p- yeah. Hmm. Huh. Yep. There, there's the regular pay version with commercials and the special version without commercials. How can Sony afford Crackle anymore? Because <laughs> no one's paying for <laughs> I was it. You said, how can Sony afford <laughs> <for> Crackle? <laughs> I'm sure they manage. Uh, hey, by, the, by the way, um, Star Lord <laughs> sends his love to Finn, Luke. Cheese bin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, that, that that crossover could also happen too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finn and, and I'm waiting for Disney Marvel, like you know, Mickey, the, you know, the Disney characters as the Marvel heroes. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> that just seems natural. Yeah. But you know, like on the upside, I, I, there is something exciting about the Marvel Cinematic Universe being integrated now, about the X Men being integrated, about the Fantastic Four finally getting a good movie. You know what? Get the Fantastic Four a TV show instead of a movie. Z- Go on. Zag, don't zig. I mean, it worked for Daredevil. Yeah, it worked really well for Daredevil. It worked really well for Daredevil because mm-hmm. I think everybody's going to ex- be expecting a movie. But give them a TV show. I think, I mean, they're the first family mm-hmm. and they were the first one. Well, Spider-Man too, but kind of the soap opera Marvel 60s <laughs> angst. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> we've tried two versions of the film franchise, I don't think we want another lackluster reboot. Well, I, I, I don't think Kevin Feige would let that happen. Feige, Feige, Kevin Feige. I don't think he would let that happen. Feige, Kevin Feige. <laughs> no, I know his name. Yeah. I know his name. I, I, I really trust it because they have said that um, the, the current uh, Avengers one and two, the three and four, Avengers Infinity War, and then whatever the next movie is going to be, it's completely resetting, rebooting the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So whatever comes after has not existed yet. So maybe that would be the next version is going to be the X-Men. I mean, some Perfect of my, timing. Some of my yeah. friends speculate they might try to cram Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in the Infinity War. Because I've heard, I think I read somewhere that Hugh Jackman would be interested in reprising the role for an MCU project. I mean, that, nobody that, else can play that character now. That but. scenario is basically they sit down with Hugh Jackman and they say, Hugh, we're going to put $100 bills on the table. <laughs> you say stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then six weeks later. Meet my friend. Ulysses Grant. All right. So, let's. We did say one thing about San Diego Comic Con, and this is kind of uh, interesting news. And, and you can come down on one side or the other. But San Diego Comic Con, for the past few years, has been suing Salt Lake Comic Con over the use of the word Comic Con, which is ridiculous. What um, was? The, have yeah. you heard the outcome of this? Yeah, they won. They won the, the initial round. Yeah. This is built for appeal because it's a stupid decision. Yeah. Con is short for convention. But Comic-Con is not short for convention. Comic convention. There have been, I mean, historically, there have been tons of other comic conventions over the years. And for San Diego out of the blue to say, oh, it's our proprietor. It's almost as bad as when Disney, sorry, not Disney, don't want to besmirch their name. It's almost as bad as when DC and Marvel had the trademark on the term superhero oh, for yeah. marketing purposes, and that went away because it's just ludicrous. You know, zombie got the trademark on the word zombie. Who did? Who did? Um, what did I just say? You said zombie got the trademark <laughs> on the word Rob zombie. zombie. Marvel uh, got Marvel. the trademark for zombie. What? No. Yes. No. How? For what? Well, no. Way uh, back in the day, they had are you, it. Uh-huh. for Marvel zombie. Yeah. Which is weird because Zombies of the Stratosphere is a 50s movie that has nothing to do with George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Or I Married a Zombie. But for those of you who are unaware of the decision, San Diego Comic Con, they have won um, at least the initial round round in court to say that they own the word Comic Con. So now any convention that uses the word Comic Con must either change their name or license it through San Diego Comic Con. I am. But I'm going to play As devil. Russians would say, I call Bolshevik. But Bolshevik. I'm going to go on to... I'll play the other side for a second. Um, they have spent almost 50 years building up brand equity in this word Comic-Con. And it's probably not until, I don't know, the last 10, 15 years when everybody else has really started hopping it's on that. It's not like WonderCon, which is a very specific trademarkable, trademarkable well, event. I mean, right? 
trust me, they're... <laughs> Take it from old man. <laughs> there have been plenty of Comic Cons over the well, years. Well, listen, there's Dragon Con. They were smart. They kind of carved out their own niche. Well, because it's sci fi fantasy. Right, but they n- didn't take the name Comic Con. They took Dragon Con. Well, first of all, San Diego calling itself Comic Con is ludicrous because you go down there and ask them what books they read, and you get a blank stare because it should be called That's Medi- the- It should be called MediaCon. Or pop culture con, yeah, yeah pop con, pop con, pop con. I like pop con. Here's, like. here's what I predict: it will get overturned on appeal, mm-hmm. and then they will try to submit to the Supreme Court, and they'll be like, "Are you out of your minds?" <laughs> the notorious RBG is going to be like, "Get bit, San Diego." Listen, I feel for everyone in I'd San, Salt Lake Comic Con. I know that they they fought a hard fight. But if you read, I, I was reading parts of it, like Forbes magazine had the parts that were really irritating Comic-Con. For example, the Salt Lake Comic-Con actually came out, apparently, allegedly in this article, and said, we want to use the name Comic-Con because it has so much brand equity already, so we'll get a lot of attention for it. Which is, I guess, a smart decision on their part. But now, in retrospect... If you do a Google search for Comic-Cons, you're going to pop up a lot of them. But how long have they been around? Since New York in the early 60s. You said that. I tried to look that up. I couldn't. It's in, it's in a book. I didn't read that online. Okay. <laughs> I, I opened a book and I read it. What in the heck is Books. It's Crazy called, talk, It's Jake. called The Boy Who Loved Batman by Michael Uslan. He talks about when he went to the first comic convention in New York City. He's but the executive I, producer of every Batman. Apparently some of the larger um, <laughs> conventions have already entered into a licensing agreement with but San Diego Comic Con ah, because of this. It, that, talk about monopolistic behavior. I mean, people want to accuse the Mouse House of being like that. Yeah, I mean... It's uh, freaking San Diego. It, it's, it's, just, it's, it's two words you put together. <laughs> if I had started Violin Con, and if I was alive in the 1950s, and had started Violin Con or something like that, and it kept going and going and going, I don't get to monopolize that phrase just because I've been doing it a long time. That's just two words you can call your thing. It doesn't mean you have like a right to use that exclusively and nobody else can you know i don't i don't understand that well can you tell me what you do at violin con Uh, we just you know look at violins (laughs) all right sax and violins jake (laughs) it is time guys it is time all right it's time to slice into this thing called the last jedi if i can turn this off so (laughs) last week opening weekend for last jedi in burbank did you hear about the the police had to be called because of the riot that occurred because the sound went out in the first 10 minutes. I mean, I'd riot. Oh, oh, my gosh. I probably would, too. People be crazy. People be crazy, I know. And, like, and choose. And some people at work were saying, uh, you got to choose your theaters. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. It was yeah. a plot by James Franco to pull audience over to the All right, I'm just going to throw this one out there. Let's just start. All right. What did you guys think? Wait, 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 wait. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Whoop, 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 whoop. We're going to have... Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, I'm going to throw it right out there, guys. We are going to talk about the the details of of uh, The Last Jedi. We're also going to talk about why some people are not so happy with it. And why some people are. Like me. I loved it. All right. I loved it. Go. I'm... I thought it was magnificent, and I enjoyed watching it thoroughly. It was a long movie, and it felt like a long movie, but in the end, I was glad that it was all But hey, I want as much Star Wars packed into my theater experience as I can get anyway, right? Yeah. I loved it. My wife loved it. What else is... And she wants I mean, to see it a second time. I, I might... I have slightly conflicted feelings about it. I liked it a lot better than Last Jedi. Not, uh, I liked a lot, a lot better than Force Awakens, though. And overall, I'd say I really liked it. I could definitely talk about some things I didn't like. But We're going to talk about those. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. <clears throat> yeah. But overall, I really enjoyed it. Cool. Should we jump on that then? Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about what we loved, loved about it. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm skipping that. Yeah. the unpredictability of it. Yeah. Because yeah, when certain things happen, I'm like, damn. Yeah, it really plays with expectations there. for sure. They yeah. take familiar situations and are subverting a lot of expectations, which Bingo. I think is probably causing a lot of the upset. Well, I think it's interesting that reaction. Force Awakens, this is too much like episode yes, four. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, Last Jedi, this is nothing like, like the, the other <laughs> movies. Oh, except for there's this big white-covered planet with all the walkers on it. We're going to go have a salt. fight. Don't t- it's salt. <laughs> it's all dusty. That's what I thought when the guy said it, too. It's like, oh, it's salt, Instead of the beginning of the movie. What's the opposite of snow? It changes everything. What melts snow? Salt. Put it together. Put it together. It's all new. All right. I'm going to tell you. blood. One of my favorite scenes. Okay. So we all know that this is the final uh, film for our beloved actress, Carrie Fisher. God rest her soul. So there's no, nothing she's filmed for the last one. No. They and, say and the, that. And they say that they're not going to do any CGI. They're not going to rogue one her. They're not gonna, yeah, that. they're not going to rogue one her in. Yeah. Well, I love we made that in verb now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, I, 
Because at, at first when she, she passed away, they said that they filmed enough where they could extend her into the next film and complete her story. <clears> but <throat> apparently they said no. I don't know. Kathy that's so no. That's so disrespectful to Carrie Fisher. I'm like, really? Like, she would have cared? Oh, my oh, god! I think she'd like, yeah, whatever, baby. She, like, <laughs> like they said, she'd be flipping a bird and saying, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly You're like, ah, go F yourself, is what she would be saying. Yeah, and she'd be laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. But <laughs> her estate would be. That being said, so this uh, presumed... It's been announced that this is her final film. And so I was spending much of the film very, very mm. much on pins and needles thinking, okay, when is the scene right. when they're going to do in... And that kind of... I'll be honest with you. That oh, you ca- thought they would do it in this one? Yeah, I, I did too. I thought they were yeah. going to do her in. Oh, I, no. Because I was like so nervous the, for almost the whole film. I was very nervous. And it almost ruined a little bit of the experience for me. Oh, interesting. I'm going to, ex- hmm. I'm going to enjoy it a lot more the next one. She does not die in this film, everybody. But... Oh, oh, spoiler Let's just throw that out there. She doesn't die in the film. I think they're going to do a Falstaff. Um, if you know the Henry, the Henry four one and two, yeah. Henry five. They yell at cycle, me for reading Shakespearean books. plays. He's quoting Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yes, Shakespeare kids. <laughs> um, we find out from Mistress quickly that Falstaff has died off stage. Yeah. So I think that that's what they're going to do. I think they're doing a time jump and the oh, the, we the call scroll. that time jump and the scroll. It'll be in the scroll. The scroll will say. Years after the passing of beloved General Leia, the the rebellion is still trying to pull together. <laughs> the rebellion still sucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but why is going to say? My, Sorry, the resistance. One of my yeah. most favorite scenes in the film, and it was a surprise to me because I thought they did her in. There's a big explosion where Leia gets pulled out into space. Dude, I was like, this is and, how she goes. And I was like, this yeah. is how she goes. And yeah. I was very, I was like, oh, it's a violent way for her to go. And then they have the scene where you're just kind of floating around and seeing her. I was like, oh, they're going to really milk this and just make us weak yeah. here in the aisles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then she twitches her finger. And then she her force eyes. pushes herself back in. And she uses the force. The only time we've ever seen her use the powers of the force, not just the, to kind of save herself. Even though she was all messed up when she got there, but a lot of people hated it. I love, I love, love that scene. I love that we get to see a lot of cool force tricks in this one. Yeah. There's yeah. Ama- For both sides. There's amazing force imagery. Uh, two people having a force tug of war over one lightsaber. That oh, was really cool. Is. He does that in well, folks. It's great. That was really cool. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah. I, I also was a bit skeptical when I first saw that scene. I was like, oh, I don't know if this was cool or just kind of hokey, but uh, but I think it was uh, ultimately a good way to, to handle it. If well, you remember, on Battlestar Galactica, they did an episode where a character is basically in in unprotected space for X amount of seconds, and on the on the po- accompanying podcast, they said everybody thinks, "Oh, you're immediately going to explode, your eyes are going to bug out." No, you have X number of seconds to do it. So people need to get over themselves. That's good, <laughs> and that was from the experts because I know the science advisor on that show. Dude oh. is a real life rocket scientist, has five degrees. Thank you. Very much. <laughs> and and I do have to say, Jennifer McMahon, I am going to read your comment um, in just a few minutes here. So keep going, guys. Um, uh, are we still talking about things we liked? Or what what do we like? And, and things we like. Because we do have to talk about how, why it's where people are split in the film. What are yeah, things that sure. really work for you? Um, Yoda. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Yoda as a puppet. They brought, it was right? Frank Oz. Yeah. It was great. Well, Frank Oz doing and a, a puppet. puppet. Yes. Yeah. And a puppet. And a puppet. Because the CGI Yoda, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I enjoyed Yoda coming back and giving him a little less pep talk. That was kind of cool. I thought I thought that was neat. Yeah. I think you meant to say enjoyed Yoda. You did. <laughs> enjoyed Yoda. I did. That is true. Pep yes. talking game. <laughs> and he was, you know, just being silly and laughing at him, and just being like, oh, "What are you worried about this for?" You know. And wh- can we just? Can, what do you guys think about the fact? That, okay, here's the biggest spoiler of all. I think the fact that this is Luke Skywalker's final film. I did not like the way they had him go out. I, oh, hated, I, did. It. Dude, I did. I did. I, I, I hated okay. it. I did. If you like didn't it. realize Jake Luke was going out in this way, shame on you. Why? That he was going out in this film. That just seemed like the uh, it's, the name of the movie is the Last Jedi. Now Jedi is singular and plural, <laughs> but in many press events, Mark Hamill did confirm that he was the Last Jedi. So did Ryan Johnson. He just and so did Ryan Johnson. So oh, who I got to meet I, this I, week? I think the original plan was for Han to exit. Luke to exit, Leia to exit. Now, yeah. obviously, we they had to amend the plan because of what happened in real life, but so it did not surprise me. The way he went out, I thought was awesome. It and was it did not surprise I, it was me at properly all. set up in a in a plot point with these scenes. You didn't realize was set up for what happened and what Luke did. And and I was yelling at you before I you this. told this yes. to me. Now this made it. F- I was like, no, it's perfect. His life ends exactly how his adventure, how we saw his adventure begin, where he's looking off at the sunset. The twin suns. He was. Did you notice that? Horizon. I didn't really. He was. Staring at the twin suns as his life force dissolved. Yeah, totally. See, George Lucas always talked about it's like poetry at rhyme.
times. This is the this is the first time I was like, yes, that's, oh, totally. I, that's poetry. I, I actually liked that part yeah. a lot. I liked the imagery. I liked all that stuff. I didn't mind like the actual moment of it happening. It was more like the 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 narrative sense of it. Just like he he went out from overexerting himself on this force trick. Essentially, like that doesn't make sense. I know. I didn't get that at all. Like, I did not. It was kind of out of nowhere. He had said before, or it had, <coughs> it had been said before that he went is an actor. Octo, yeah, yeah. That he had gone there to die. And the thing is, to project yourself halfway across the galaxy... For hundreds of people to see, by the way. For people to Everyone see. Everyone who's driving a walker to see. Yeah. To give metal dice to your sister that don't exist in real life. Right, that whatever. was kind of a cruel trick. <laughs> she would have been like, held nose later going like, Jing, oh. Let me tell you what's a worse cruel trick. <laughs> here's, the, here's the cruelest of the tricks. I was sitting there watching it and... Ever, Oh, and he's being shot. He's being oh, blown up. Awesome. He's being blown up, which was an awesome scene. And he walks out of it, which is an awesome scene. And then he starts the fight, which is an awesome scene. And then they start, come on, zooming through him with Kylo Ren's uh, lightsaber. And, oh, wait. we And all of a sudden we realize he's not there. And they cut away he to the planet. And you see him there. And the, the theater I was in went crazy. Like, yes, they're not killing Luke Skywalker. 36 seconds later, he dissolves and goes away. It's exactly, like they bring yeah. us way up here and they drop us off the cliff. That was, a, yeah. That there, was emotional a, abuse. There's a throwaway line in either episode one or two where they talk about some Jedi master who learned to basically dissolve into the forest, which mm-hmm. was totally a setup for what happens, or a retro retcon for what happened, what Ben does in episode four right, right, right. and what Luke does here in episode eight. So it didn't bother me at all. I thought it was very elegant. And you know he's coming back as a Force Ghost. I know, of course. Force Ghost. Okay, Vito, it is time. You need to tell us what you thought of this film. What were the problems with this film? The problems I had with it uh, really stem mostly... I mean, I could nitpick some plot stuff from this one as well, and the Luke thing, whatever. But my biggest problem continues to be the lack of a founding in any sort of solid... Knowledge of where we are in terms of the story uh, since the other films. We don't know who the First Order is, why they're in the position they are, what happened to the Republic. They destroy five planets in the last movie and get their base destroyed, but yet now they're in charge of the entire galaxy, apparently. Who is Snoke? He just gets you know whacked in this film. Oh, yeah, Snoke's gone. You still know nothing about him. I didn't care about Snoke. Exactly. It's hard to care because you know nothing about him, and the films just kind of treat him as a a disposable plot device. This film did. The last one did not. Well, the one you hated did not. (laughs) The same reasons you don't like it, those are some of the reasons why I do like it. That it didn't matter who Snoke is. Because it's (coughs) inconsequential. He's a wannabe emperor type dude, but he's inconsequential because... You know, Kylo's going to find her his inner Darth and seize control for himself, which is what he Perhaps. needed to do. Perhaps, I mean, but it's such an integral part of the entire setting of this whole story, and we don't know anything about it. I feel like Force Awakens should have established the new normal before they jumped into all this extra stuff that's now happening, and we're right so, in the middle of it. So the backstory stuff? Exactly. We should have started with Luke training Ben and that whole situation. And established well, you say that, but, but the original Star Wars in 1977 started right in the middle of the battle. Yeah, and you didn't know, you right, didn't know anything. Brand new back then. We know a lot now. No, but to to get all technical on y'all, it's called on res. In res, yeah. <laughs> and it's a very it's an it goes back to the Greeks. Yep. Yeah, so I just wasn't a fan of it in this case, I guess. And I feel like that's where most of my problems with the movie st- uh, stem from. But I did think, given that beginning that they had with Force Awakens, I think The Last Jedi did as well as it could, could have possibly done with Str- it. Strangely enough, as long as the movie was, I liked how compact the story was. Mm-hmm. Because basically you're seeing a failed retreat mm-hmm. uh, happening like right in front of like you. Lot, and yeah. in a way, it's a very tight moment in the history of this big battle. Mm-hmm. But it does kind of show you... In visually, the history of this first order resistance battle, where these people are always trying to stay one step ahead of being constantly annihilated. Right. I just wish that we were founded in a better understanding of the what's what's at stake, um, because because we don't really have a, a porgs. A very, porgs are at stake. Porgs are at stake. I, yeah. I'm sure I did Disney like the porgs will be glad <laughs> to sell you some books to fill in the gap. Oh, I'm all about <laughs> He's the books. I've, I've, I've read the there new ones. I've read the old ones. Okay, can yeah. I read okay, what Jennifer McMahon said? Yes, she says I hear a lot of people saying you're upset because of lack of nostalgia. No, it's more a lack of respect for characters who we know are older and are going away and not sending them off properly. That's how I felt about Han, and I feel to an extent about that with Luke, and not to the same extent, but mostly with Han, I feel exactly that way. You didn't like, like him being stabbed in the front by his own kid? Well, just like the... A very well, King Lear type again, moment. Well, again, what was at stake in that scene? It was just kind of like all you're really doing narratively with that scene is showing how evil Kylo Ren is, essentially, but it doesn't really feel like a worthy send-off for Han I know. Solo. You like, know? And Luke at least had a... 
a heroic end. Oh, yes. man. And that last like scene of him is really cool. I actually think it would have been cooler if he was actually there. I do, too. And, and that's what I was hoping for. And I actually thought he was going to do the Ben thing and like get killed by Kylo Ren there. I was actually that's fine with that. I was fine with that. That's what I thought. That would have been cool. It kind of happened, but they had to put some cool... They did it just for the sake of tricking us, you know? Right. But it they, felt a little... I don't know if it was just a trick. But but they also wanted, as Jake, Jake was pointing out, the fact that he was staring into the twin suns as he went off. I, I love that. That was a great... That was a great image, for sure. Okay, what about... Okay, I do have this... Uh, I do have this complaint, though. And I said this to you earlier this week. Yes. We spent an entire last movie, the the last... What's, what's the, the first? Force, Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Force Awakens, I can't read my head. Read your and head. The Last <laughs> Jedi. Looking for Luke and trying to drag him back to the battle. Two full movies now. We dragged him back to the battle, and for, for what? To discover that um, the past actually, you know, is not... Doesn't determine the future, so it's like... Mm-hmm. Like what Luke was saying, like, you know, the Force is bigger than the Jedi. So, mm-hmm. like, anyone... The- like you can hope in this, and, and it's bigger. And you know, if you're looking for me, you know, I'm. You know, I've had my time. I don't know. I, when that happened, <laughs> I was thinking of when um, when Finn says, "We use the Force," and Han, of all people, says, "The Force doesn't work like that." Right. And it's <laughs> almost Luke's rebuke to uh, Ray is almost the same. It's a little bit more eloquent, but it's the same thing. These these, these whippersnappers don't know how the Force works. Okay, Canto <laughs> bite. Was that was that whole storyline necessary? Nope, nope. I oh, you mean pointless. the Casino Planet? Pointless. Right. Oh my gosh! Carlo. No, I hated it. No, it's completely. Oh my gosh! I will defend that. Yeah. Until, <laughs> why? Until you're done. Why? Because he's making a political statement. He's making a political statement that there are a bunch of people who are either profiting or benefiting. From the First Order being in charge, and don't give a rip about the Resistance. This is also something Even... we've never seen, by the way. Okay, what'd you say, Anthony? I just wanted to say that this is also something we've never seen in a Star Wars film. Before. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. Social. Oh my gosh. Social commentary in a Star Wars film? Something. It's actually going to be about something? I love the fact that we are not only human <laughs> trafficking, but we are being cruel to animals as well to keep ourselves... You know, gambling. Just to put this in context, gambling Tom and drinking. loves the fact that the story is addressing the fact that characters are human trafficking. Yes. 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 Context is queen. Um, no, I, I think it's very important, especially considering where we are in the real world right now. You've got to remember that art is always a product of its time. And I love the fact that Ryan and Kathy Kennedy evidently felt so passionately about it that they incorporated this. You know, Ray was sold into slavery by her parents who were inconsequential. I love the fact, mm-hmm. my first guess was, oh, she's the granddaughter of Obi-Wan Kenobi's love child. My second guess would be, hey, he sees nobody. And the second guess was right. Mm-hmm. Everybody, so many people. You though. don't have to be a Skywalker right. yeah. to have the like Force. That. that I like. I like that. Yeah. Which I like. I like that. Anybody can have the like the little boy it, at the end. That was it, super yes. cool. The Kitty Force pushes. I actually missed that at first. I didn't. I'm gonna make it a verb. He Harry Pottered it. Force pushed it. Harry Pottered it. He force pushed it. Got his broom. broom. But no, but I, <laughs> I love that. If you look at this and how the new sets, everybody. Everybody learns something of our new cast members. It, Ray learns that she's got to throw, dispel her her. Uh, she was looking for answers in her past. She's looking for That's answers in her past, are. and she's got to get over that. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't the matter who your parents there. were. It matters where you're going to go, knowing that you are you you are strong in the force. You know, Finn's got to learn that it's not about just trying to save yourself or your friends, but it's about trying to save the larger cause. And this is, I think, the most important lesson which resonated with me as a former naval officer. Poe's got to learn just because you think you're all that in a bag chips, a bag of chips, and a hotshot fighter pilot doesn't know, mean you know squat about leadership. Yeah, I had a protracted uh, discussion with my godson yesterday, who's in his early twenties, who said, "Oh, the admiral was just being so stupid not to tell people what their plan is." It's like a vice admiral doesn't explain herself to a captain, and a captain in this hierarchical structure is equivalent to a lieutenant in the Navy. Uh, It doesn't work like that. It's none of your business. Especially if maybe someone on board that ship is uh, the reason why uh, they're able to track you through hyperspace. And the thing is, she had a good plan, but guess what? It didn't work. Hey, 
if you look at the history of warfare, modern and ancient, great plans don't always work. And they get their butts handed to them. When you can fit the entire resistance on the Millennium Falcon, you are so screwed. I know. that. that but was... her Hail Mary was the most amazing moment in yes, it Star was. Wars movie I've uh, ever seen. Lightspeed. And Haldo? Yes, yes. Lightspeed. Okay. And, light and speed. Star Wars Rebels kind of predicted this they? because they showed them jumping before colliding with a craft. Hmm. And this is what happens when you don't Okay, we're talking. Okay. The By the way, Anthony, you have something about Star Wars Rebels you were going to tell us. Yes. Uh, yeah, real quick. So there is a, you know, the character of DJ played by Benicio Del Toro. Yes. yes. Um, so two things about him. Um, DJ actually stands for don't join. Don't uh, join? Don't the, join. And he says it. The Either best, side, the, yeah. The best way to win is to not join. Oh. And also, I don't know how truth this might be, but there's there might be a little uh, theory that might start floating around that uh, DJ had the same scars that Ezra has in uh, Star Wars Rebels. Ooh. So it's Ooh. possible he might be Ezra. Oh, wow. I hope that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be weird. Like, and Ezra, Ezra would be really, really old, and Benicio is that old. Yeah, he'd be like at least like 40-something years old at this well, point. Benicio would be more like... No, he'd be older than that. Yeah. And Ezra, Ezra was, being, was a Jedi apprentice. He was a Padawan learner, so he would have some, he would have some mojo to call upon. Let me ask you the this, way though. he came out of that cell block, I don't know. I know. So, did this... In, in, in ranking this with all the Star Wars movies, where do you think this would fall? How, In your opinion? Oh, I'd put it up there with Jedi. I'm sorry, not Jedi. I'd put it up there Empire. with uh, Empire. Empire Strikes really. Back. So By the way, see. check some of the reviews for Empire. They are, are not equally, favorable, yes. They are equally yeah. unfavorable. Yeah. Wow. Which is interesting, because critics love this movie. It's like 93% on... The I, real Rotten Tomatoes. I'd okay. say, we'll like... Hold on just one second, and then we gotta hurry up. Heck, I'd say Empire, maybe this one, second or third for me, probably. Seriously, I, you I liked think. it that wow, much? Wow, even I with did. the flaws. Yeah, you liked it more the than flaws. the original Star Wars. Um, hope, uh, New Hope. It's just because when you go back and watch those movies, they're actually pretty slow. Like, they haven't held up so I long love well. that, though. They are, I, I do enjoy them still. Back when people had attention <laughs> spent. No, totally, yeah. yeah. I know. No, I'm just saying, like, Empire in particular I, it will always be my favorite. New Hope might be a little higher than this one. I probably like it better than Jedi, though. Uh, Jedi, I have a love hate relationship which with Jedi? Jedi. Original Jedi. Original Return. <laughs> return. Now yeah. we got two Jedi's. Oh, or, sorry. Return. Yes. Or as with we like to call it, the OJ victory song. Lop nop, each up, lop nop. I do like George Lucas's redone. No, soulful Ewok song. I love it so much. This is debate for another time. But the original New Hope is the reason that I moved to Hollywood and wanted to become a writer is because of that movie. When I was like a little kid, ever since that kid, I've been pointing this direction, wanting to come here. So I love that movie so much. And the thing about the original Star Wars, you cannot leave. Um, the theater or leave your armchair after watching it without feeling good. Like, without feeling like, yes! This is not that movie. This is not that movie. Force Awakens was not that movie. No. Force Awakens left me feeling so depressed. Are you serious? Yes. I felt much more happy after this one. This one, oh, interesting. Yeah. Force Awakens was Han just died. Oh, I'm going to go off. I'm, I'm sad. I find yeah. Luke. And die. he just stares at me really sad. Also, the disappointment with just how derivative it was and not as, <laughs> as good as this one. <laughs> I know. They blew up the Star Wars is back, baby. Yeah. It is back. It's I true. mean, that movie made $2 billion. This one's gonna, probably going to make 1.7-ish. It's going to probably top out. That's a ish. very specific prediction. <laughs> I read the numbers. <laughs> so probably $750 million. They, they can side. predict from opening weekends yeah. what movies will gross. It's it's scary how accurate they are. They, they compare it to other movies in like 3.5, you know, across its life. And they, they're saying that this one will, will do about $750 million, right below Avatar. Wow. Wow. So, and wow. That's pretty amazing. Is there anything else about this movie? Wait, wait, wait. Tom. Rotten Tomatoes gives this movie 93% certified fresh. The critics. The critics. But then... Real critics. But then the... you the uh, what's, what's, what's the other one? Audience. Uh, audience. audience, audience responses give it like 56? Yeah. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> Explain why. Because they were the, hacked by bots. Some, some disgruntled fanboy out there mounted a t- an attack on Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. using bots to drive down the aggregate number. And he's threatening to do it again. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got a he Facebook claimed, page. He claims he's going to target really? uh, Avengers Infinity War. Yep. He's going to do the same thing. So it's like, I don't put much weight in Rotten Tomatoes' audience score. Show me the cinema score of actual real people leaving the theater. That's what I want to The see. cinema score is A. 
So like so all the all the you know all the haters can go you know do what they do, hate, do whatever they, they want. Hate, they can go they to can, hate. in Battlestar Galactica terms. They can go frack themselves. <laughs> I love that. But um, but that was something that's uh, like Hollywood Reporter, Variety, um, Vanity Fair. Everyone's coming up with these articles. Hey, what's really going? Deadline? Are people? What's really it's going on? Fake. Do people really enjoying this movie or not? It's fake news. Box office doesn't lie. I know. I don't think people. But well, the Transformers I, I told my movies. God, said, "Hey, you didn't like this movie? Don't see episode nine, and don't go see 10, 11, and twelve. But anecdotally, of like probably the ten pe- people I talked to about this today, it is evenly split, fifty fifty, on people who love it and people who don't. Mm, well, they still got their money, <laughs> but they also yeah they still went. Who cares we don't care what you think of the movie? We got your money. Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm doesn't care. <laughs> and, uh, and like I, uh, I put in a friend's Facebook page, Ryan, Ryan, he's our man. Let's give him a great big trilogy. You know what? That I'm excited about. I am excited I am about too, that. I'm excited it's not about be any of these characters. Exactly, at all. I'm excited to clean the New slate characters, and start over. Yeah. Clean the board. Oh, By the way, I met Ryan Johnson this week briefly. No, shook his hand, what? said, "What a great film." I was um. Somewhere doing some stuff, and yeah. <laughs> you make it sound like you're selling drugs I was, or whatever. No, I, I do some work for one of the studios in town. I don't want to talk about which studio I, I do some work for, but like, um, he was he happened to be there, and I was able. I was doing interviews with a bunch of the below the line people, and those were great interviews talking to people, especially like the costume designer talking about Canto Bite, how it was designed after Truman Truman Picotti's, um Capote's Black and White Party. Did you know that? Casino Royale. I never knew that. I could not figure out until I saw the credits that that was Jennifer Aniston's husband, a.k.a. the dude from the left. Justin Theroux. The guy who walked As as the guy wearing the flower. Because I'm like, that guy looks familiar. But (laughs) also this weekend at the Writers Guild, um, he did a Q&A. What? Yeah, on Sunday night where he said... He explained his theories, his philosophy behind writing this film, and he goes, I wanted to take every one of the main characters and write something that is the most difficult situation for them in some kind of way. You know, that's if you gotta that's good writing. I, I I'm so over people saying, Oh, the writing was terrible, the acting was No, it wasn't. No, the it's just was... like get get over yourselves. Okay. What we... I'll say about the characters is this is the movie more, way than one Force Awakens, but this is the movie that maybe see I wanna see I wanna know what happens to Ray, I want to know mm-hmm. what happens to yep. Finn. I want to know what happens to Rose. I want to know what happens to Poe. I want to know what happens to those people that they have in this new trilogy. Yeah. Though. So obviously, there is no Poe-mance between Poe and Finn. Of course. And Finn <laughs> now seems to be kind of in a triangle, but it's you know, a Rose, Rose kisses Rose. Rose kisses him. And, he and, kind of like and and Ray gives him the brotherly hug. It's like that Luke Leia. Ray thing. saw that, but who does Ray seem to have the hots for? I thought she had Kylo Ren had kind of a, yes. Okay. yes. I think that's where they do have thing. a thing. It's yeah. like, like I love you when you're not trying to kill me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, we do have to end this podcast, but <laughs> we're going to end right now with our predictions for what Episode Nine is going to hold. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, I've got my prediction. Real quick, I just wanted to point out. Do you guys notice how they did the whole like uh, I love you? I know thing. When, no, when? 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 When uh, Poe meets Ray, he goes, I'm Ray, and Poe says, oh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's I, cool. I remember that. kind of cool. Anthony, do you have anything to say before we finish the show? Uh, my favorite part of the film was actually in the beginning with the uh, Rose's sister. That oh, was, yeah. That, that, was, that was epic. That, that was, was epic. like grade A cinema to me. Yeah. Heartbreak. And that was like that a was World like, War II film right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Which, oh my gosh, it's called Star Wars. <laughs> I know, it's great. What, what else, Anthony? Uh, no, that was just it. That was uh, by far like my hands down my favorite part of the whole film. <laughs> Gosh, that was like, awesome. Did you say like, hands down or hands down? Hans down. down, actually, Hans down. down. My prediction for the next film, Ray, Kylo, have a kid, which is the balance <laughs> of the four. He brings, <laughs> finally brings balance How to the four. How do they get in bed? Huh? How do they get in bed? Wait, who did I say? You Kylo and Ray. Kylo and Ray. Yeah, how do they get in bed? Kylo. Uh, last time they were trying to kill each other. Well, don't all great re- romances start like that? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Did you see Leia and Han? She left <laughs> a mark permanently on his face. Just way too many. No, let's not Jeez. get dirty here. No, but you know, I speaking of which, I loved, loved, loved the scene when they were when you thought Ray was about to be killed by Snoke, and, and Kylo and came to the rescue. Her. But it's interesting that both of them had the same goal to convert the other to their side of the force. Mm-hmm. But that's not bad. I, that was good. That was good writing. That was a great scene. That was awesome. It was. I loved it. That, that excited me. Jay? Any- my, my prediction? Yes. Uh, it's going to be called Star Wars Episode Nine. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Uh, that's the subtitle of it. You're going out on a limb there. And um, uh, who? Okay, the big thing is who's going to die? It's going to be. Eh, Boba. 
No, he already did. Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett's grandson will die. <laughs> that would be awesome if yeah. he came back. Um, or, right. or it's going to be J.J. Abrams trying to like bring back the mysteries that he introduced. <laughs> right. <Yeah. Awakens laughs> that no one cares about like, it. Like the Knights of Ren, whatever happened to them. Yeah. You know? There are Knights like, of the Ren table, the <laughs> fresh table. Kylo is lying. Ray's fins. What about, do, do you think Ray's yeah. parents are really who Kylo I think he could be just blowing smoke. I don't know what he, I don't know how he would know that. You know, I like it better if they're nobodies. But I do like that. He saw it in the mirror of Era said they're nobodies. Right. Luke Cheese been said, keep your mask on, Kylo. You're too emo to be menacing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, what about the, the shirtless Kylo suit? Oh, that's yes. hilarious. And that's the fangirls are all a Twitter. And, really? and, and Ray goes, uh, what'd she say? Put a towel on or something. Put a towel on. Put a towel on or something yeah. like that. Jim, this is funny. a four-quadrant movie, not a two-quadrant movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your predictions. I really don't have any. I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. I mean, uh, 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 yeah, we'll see. I'm not sure. I, I really have no no predictions. Who's at least going to die in the next one? I mean, Leia's going to be gone, you know, in some way, whether they kill her in the movie or before the movie. Poe. Well, that's taste. Poe? Poe. Poe. Maybe. Because J.J. Abrams, the one of the things I don't like about him, he sometimes get la- he gets lazy. He can't do a good... He doesn't know how to do tension unless he kills somebody. He has to kill people. You think it'll be Poe? Because Poe's unattached? They already saved him. Like, they could have killed him in the first movie. Because he wanted to kill him in the first movie, but then they came around and saved him. I think he's going to off Poe. Huh, interesting. Star Wars Episode Nine. You go, girl! <laughs> oh, yep, yep. It is. It is. All right. Yeah, there you have it. Our opinions. All right, thumbs up if you like the film. I, I think that's pretty unanimous. There's no haters here. We had definitely had some problems with some plot points, but guys, we love this film. If, if you have not yet seen it, we are sorry for ruining it for you. It go is long. It, it, is it is a long, long. movie. But hopefully <laughs> it you, doesn't feel that long. I, you know what? I had to go to the bathroom, and I usually jump out to go to the bathroom. I could not leave any time for this movie. I didn't want to miss anything. Thank you for tuning in tonight to our final Con Guy show of the year. We hopefully, hopefully, we gave you some uh, good. Some good discussion, advice on how to dissect this movie. Don't listen to the haters. This movie is not all about the hatred. All right, guys. Anyways, you can find me at Jim on Twitter or right here at theconguy.com. Where can we find you guys? You can find me at JT Hummus on Twitter. Uh, at the Chipped Fiddle on Twitter. Uh, no, Instagram. <laughs> you can find me at Tom Dave LA. And, and you can also find your band playing very soon in the coming year, all right? We will, uh, we will tweet out where you guys are going to be because I want you guys to come see the band. Anyways, long live Star Wars. Anthony, what? Oh, look. <laughs> what say? Play to the wide. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry about that. All right, guys. May Thank the, you. May the force be with, with you. you. Yeah. All right. Is this one of those things where we keep talking or doing something while the credits roll or what? (laughs) From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.